we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is part three of a four-part series. So, <clears throat> right now we are at Starcade 1983. Keep in mind, I have to stress this. This is one and a half year before WrestleMania 1. I know I keep stressing it, and the reason why is because I am comparing one to the other. You know, the spectra, the grander, and all that. So... Right now, if you're watching along, we pause it at 1 hour 32 minutes and 8 to no, uh, yep, Brent, 1 hour 32 minutes and 18 seconds. And if you pause it directly at 1 hour 18 minutes and 32 seconds, you will see, uh, young Tony Savoni is, looks really, really freaking stoned right now. <laughs> obviously he's not but it's just the way it's paused and Ric Flair you can honestly see Charlotte Flair all in Ric Flair right now and it's amazing let's get back to this interview we are doing the watch along ladies and gentlemen and once again thank you guys so much if you guys are listening and you guys are watching along we are on the peacock right now which once again might i add is not doing that good of a job because it pauses a lot and i don't mean just on you know the system that i'm watching it on i mean like almost every app at least here in new york it does southern new york it's just horrible here in suffolk county in Seattle, Washington, thank you guys for tuning in. Our number one um, state in the United States, our number one viewers are from Seattle, Washington. If you're not from Seattle, Washington, thank you guys for viewing it anyway. Nerd Square Circle, we're about to watch this Ric Flair interview. At one minute, 32 seconds. Uh, excuse me, one hour, 32 minutes, and 18 seconds. And you guys are ready? Three, two, one, press play. And I'm going to throw my headphones on. And by the way, if you guys are watching this by yourself, throw some headphones on. You really have to hear the quality. I mean the big headphones, not the earphones or the earbuds. Wow, you can just see a young Charlotte Flair all over him. Now you hear how Ric Flair, <coughs> this is how Ric Flair cuts his probos. <coughs> this is actually a pro wrestling <coughs> excuse me <coughs> smoking that got that smoke but <coughs> whoo this <coughs> this is actually a pro wrestling uh fact ladies and gentlemen rick flair and any any of his promos i don't know who taught him that i apologize for not knowing that but in any of rick flair's promos he will never tell the guy, hey, you're a piece of garbage, I'm going to beat you because it's going to be that easy, and who the hell, you know, he always says, hey, you've done this, you've done that, but you're not me, you know what I'm saying, like, it, he gives respect to his opponent before he tears his opponent down, because if his opponent ain't shit, and Ric is going to beat him like that, why would Ric Flair have any trouble cutting a promo against him or even getting in the ring with him? Why would why would the fans 
want want to even view into this match. If Ric Flair's gonna have no tr- problem r- rolling through him, you get what I'm saying? Oh, the Briscoes. All right, now here comes the NWA Tag Team Championship match. Good job as an announcer, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what her name is, but she does a really good job as an announcer. Now keep in mind, folks, I've already said this before in part two and one, I believe. This is my first time actually watching Starcade, the original Starcade 83 that we're watching right now, front to back, from beginning to end. And Angelo Mosca, respect to this man. He's he's still got size to him right here. And look at the Briscoes. Very rarely did you see anybody there. Man, he's got size to him. He looks like Lou Ferrigno right there. But Lou Ferrigno, I think, is like six foot four, believe it or not. Now, sorry, I didn't want to inter- interrupt the uh, introductions. Jay Youngblood looks like Bo Dallas. Anybody catch that? So on average, they're about 233 and a half pounds each. On average. The Briscoe Brothers. By the way, speaking of the Briscoe Brothers, modern day wrestler, right? The Briscoes, who are great, great, it's honestly, the Briscoes, I'm not talking about these Briscoes, Jack and Terry, I'm talking about the actual Briscoes from 2021, these men, the the second generation Briscoes, I guess you could say, they deserve, they honestly deserve a lifetime freaking achievement award, because how long have they been in the wrestling business for, and they just been tearing the tag team division apart. Now, I like this. Even though the tights themselves are all the same, it's modern, like I well, not modern, but it's basic, but the tag teams themselves still have two different color tights on. Even though they're the same color tights for each team, but yeah. And for those who have only started watching professional wrestling since the Attitude Era, you're about to see Jack Briscoe and Jerry Briscoe. Jerry Briscoe with with Pat Patterson was one half of the Stooges. And that's who's standing on the outside of the ring right now. Jack Briscoe is inside the ring. Who was also an agent for the WWE at one time. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, he worked with WWE or something like that. Obviously, Jerry Bisco did.
King Kong, Angelo Mosca. I didn't know he had the nickname King Kong. Unless that was just something they just threw out there. Now, folks, keep in mind, this is the NW for the NWA Tag Team Champions Championship, which is currently held, if I'm not mistaken, which is currently held right now by, um, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I had a brain fart real quick. Now, check this out, right? I'll get back to that in a second. Now, check this out. You see, as of right now, and Ricky Steamboat worked. Wow, that is so freaking, oh my goodness. Now, you see those deep arm drag, that deep arm drag that Ricky Steamboat just threw out? He is so freaking synonymous for that. You see that a lot. When you see a deep arm drag like that in, in uh, professional wrestling today, it's because of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Keep in mind. Because Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had those deep, deep arm drags. And nobody did it better. And look at Jerry Briscoe. Folks, oh, remember, remember, now, keep in mind, when they have the white shot like they do right now, look at the outside of the ring. You see the photographers? They don't have that anymore. If I'm not mistaken, I don't believe they have the photographers anymore. They have the cameramen, obviously. But I believe the photographers, if I'm not mistaken, stopped somewhere in the late 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Now I don't think they don't, you don't see any photographers, just the cameramen. I totally forgot about that. The photographers are gone. Um, What else don't they have? I believe that they just recently, I don't know if they still have it, but in WWE alone, they just recently brought back the uh, tag rope a few years ago, which they should keep. If If you had it, keep it. But in professional wrestling in itself, I believe, it, as long as you have, you see how he tagged in? And Jay Youngblood's hand was actually at the top of the uh, turnbuckle. So as long as I believe what should be, I, it was the rule as far as it was actually enforced. Not that much. <laughs> but as long as your hand is actually touching the top turnbuckle, you can make your tag. And your feet have to be touching the floor. You ain't jumping on the freaking middle rope or even the bottom rope and thinking that you're just going to tag in. At least that was the rules. Was it enforced all the time? Not all the time. Now, you see how they're taking their time? They're taking their time because, one, this is a title match. They're going to build it up. Two, because you got to realize, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe the next match, this should be eight matches already. So the next match itself should be the cage match, the world title match. So they're going to have themselves a wrestling match. 
They're going to take their time. They're going to feed to the fans. You know what I'm saying? Let them let let the fans, you know, get their scream on, get their popcorn in because I guarantee you it wasn't advertised um obviously cuz we're watching it now. So it wasn't advertised on television or, or you know, however they're broadcasting it. But I guarantee you the fans were told after this match comes just okay, you know. So fans are watching and <clears throat> Because they know the steel cage match is coming up. So they're watching a title match right now. It's a good title match. Don't get me wrong. But I see I see the psychology in this match itself. <laughs> I see how they're not going overboard. Everything is real simple. And the fans are, yeah, boo. Yeah, boo. Because everything is just real simple right now. And then they have Angela Mosca there. Just lifts them. Like it was nothing. Which is amazing, because folks, look at the body shape of the uh, Briscoes themselves, or the majority of wrestlers back in the uh, 80s, well, the 19, early 1980s and before then. There wasn't too many in-shape bodies, like big, big bodies. Or even the hair, and it's weird. Compared to now. Now you see what I mean? How he's speeding it up and then they're slowing it down. Watch how they're speeding it up right here. It's hitting the ropes. It's amazing. Back body drop. Now it's slowed down. Oh, wow. See? Slowed down. And that's so smart because the audience right now, keep in mind it's pre-recorded when I'm watching it live, like the build up to the event and the whole nine is amazing. So the audience right now, those watching at home and those watching, you know, actually they're live, they're getting their emotions played with because they don't realize that, you know, they know the main event's coming up next. On top of that, they're getting a world, uh, excuse me, tag team title match. But like I said, they're building it up and slowing it down. Building it up and slowing it down. And they're going the wrestling route too. They're keeping it all technical. Because you know there's going to be a brutal cage match coming up next. I didn't the camera. The camera was off. The camera. 
I don't think this is the first time that's actually happened, but the camera, if it was, then Ricky Steamboat and uh, Jack Briscoe should have been aware of where the cameras were. Because you obviously saw Jack Briscoe, you know what I'm saying, aid Ricky Steamboat in that. So I think that's not the cameraman's fault, especially back in 1983. I think Jack Briscoe and Ricky Steamboat, too, as professionals and as great as they are, they should have been aware of where the cameras were. This way they could block out any of the cameras. The crowd would have picked it up for sure, obviously, they're all around. But they could have definitely blocked it out from the cameras. And hidden that from the public. Or the main public. That was nice. That was nice. Oh, the foot on the rope. comes right across the leg he put you see that folks he put the uh leg on the rope broke the count and he jumped right on that leg and tried to break the leg (coughs) oh wow that was a three that was definitely i have to watch that back obviously we're recording so I'm not going to watch it back, but I could have sworn that was it. I looked away for it, but in the abdominal stretch into the roll-up. See, there's two different counts. And there's a push. Yep, there's which. Oh, wow. Yep, there we go. And then there's a tag. So, folks, there's two different counts. People don't realize. I believe there's a northern count and a southern count. I could be mistaken, but I know there's two different counts. Now, there's one count where the ref actually gets on the ground and he counts one, two, three. Then there's another count where the ref gets on the ground and as he gets on the ground, he slams the mat because that's, I guess, what referees, some referees did. And I forgot who it was, but there was confusion in one match because there was one guy who was fighting another wrestler. And the referee was counting, I believe, he had his hand on the mat. He made the three count, but he did not. If I'm not mistaken, as history recalls, or as I recall, the referee himself did not actually yell the three count. He did not yell the the actual one, two, three. Even though his hand hit the mat, which led, I believe, which led to the original, the original, original uh, screw job. Because the ref, the wrestler himself, who actually got pinned, was confused as fuck as to what the hell was going on. Oh, wow! And there's a shoulder right into the corner post. And you see how slow it was, and, and, and slow pace, but it was still a good technical match, and they went right into freaking, wow, and here comes the garbage, here comes the cups, and everybody, look at everybody in the back now, they're all standing now, now they're all standing, 
Now that you see what I'm talking about, folks, the wrestling psychology in the beginning, they were all sitting, they were yelling from their seats towards the middle, you know, as the matches went on, more and more people started getting up, and now look at everybody, everybody's standing right now, and this is right before the main event. Do you see that pro wrestling psychology? You can't do that now. I don't think, I honestly don't think they understand how to do that right now. And a new world tag team champion. Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat. Congratulations to both of them. Look at those tag team titles, too. Woo! Those are still the same tag team titles that the NWA has right now. NWA Power, by the way, folks. That is on Fight TV on Tuesdays. 605. You know the deal. Those are beautiful-looking titles. I love those titles. The NWA tag team titles. Those are just beautiful, beautiful titles. And look at all the fans. Once again, look at all the fans. Remember when we first started back in part one? Fans were sitting down. They were yelling. And I even said it too. I was like, unless it's somebody really, 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 really important. Or it's the main event or a title match with the fans. They're going to sit in this... (coughs) And you see how they're rolling the credits right now? And I, I'm i guessing, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct, but I'm I'm guessing they're rolling the credits now because they, just in case, the freaking uh, world title match between Ric Flair, the cage match between Ric Flair and Harley Race that's about to come up next, goes like three, four, maybe five minutes over. So then how are they going to roll the credits? That cuts three, four, five minutes off because of the credits. So they have to get rid of the credits. So they're rolling them right now as they're talking and getting ready, ready for the cage match. I want to see how fast they put up this cage. Thank you, Brenda W. Evans. In the electronics graphics. Look at all the fans. They're getting rowdy. Cause not rowdy. They're getting wild. See that? <coughs> Cameras. Jack Crockett. Doug Gillinger. Dave Warlick. Barry Dis- Dickus. Jeff Allen. And Rick Presley. Thank you, cameramans. Larry McGraw. And Jim Harwell was the floor managers. I guess they were running the shit from the floor. And the Audio Unlimited from Greensboro, North Carolina. That's who the lighting's by, ladies and gentlemen. This is amazing because this is all 1983. (laughs) This is 38 years ago what's going on. 
National Electronics Mobile Operation. And in 1983, trust me when I tell you, mobile had a completely different meaning than what it has now. Oh yeah, you guys get you guys are ready. Please tell me you're ready for this main event. And I've been waiting for this. Oh yeah. Yep. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Pause this real quick. How much is left? Actually, no, don't pause it. Don't pause it. I'm going to wait. Because I want to get this hour out. So we're going to listen to this interview. Little young Tony Savani. Tony Saboni. Boogie Woogie! Piper. My hearing hurts from that. <laughs> my hearing hurts just from hearing that. I'm taking the Shabani's in his mid to late 20s right here. Holy Moses. He, he looks like the lead singer from The Animals almost. Looks so young. And you know that I will beat you, Ricky Tito Santana. I'm sorry, I was mocking freaking um, the Executioner, WrestleMania 1, <laughs> because this is exactly what it sounds like right now for Jay Youngblood cutting a promo. I'm sorry. Simbo, he could cut a promo. He's just smooth and he goes right through it. Look at those titles. Get oh my goodness. If you could, the, the, ladies and gentlemen, can you see those tag team championships? Those are so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? There's not too much design to them, but yet there's a lot of design to them. You don't have to have your light logo all over it. It doesn't have to be really big. It's just so beautiful.
And once again, listen to Gordon Soli. So you could tell the difference from when he's on the microphone in person, like in front of the camera, and then he's actually on announcing. And they're getting ready now. Do you see how long it took for them to actually cut this promo and these promos and, you know, the backstage interviews and the Ric Flair's getting ready? Because right now they're actually setting up the cage. So they're obviously they're buying for time, but it was smart. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, we're going to pause it right here. And please jump right into part three. Thank you guys for listening. Political This Radio. We're pausing it right here at one minute and 50, uh, excuse me, one hour, 59 minutes and one second. That's one hour, 59 minutes and one second. And once again, if you're listening, thank you guys so much. Political This Radio. Remember to listen to part two and part one. (laughs) 